Giving you the news ahead of the rest. Early edition with Kate Hawksby, News Talk ZB. It is 14 past five. The government's reducing the wait time to get the COVID booster shot from Friday. Tomorrow, people will be able to get their shot three months after getting their second. Reducing the interval by one month means an extra one million people will now be eligible. With us is University of Auckland modeler Dr Dion O'Neill. Morning to you. How will reducing the wait by one month make a difference? So what that really does is it means that there's a whole bunch of people who otherwise would have had to to wait a month to get their booster. They're able to get that now. And the reason we want people to get boosters in the face of this um, coming Omicron wave is that if you're about three months after your second Pfizer dose, then data from the UK suggests that your immunity or your protection against infection has waned to something under 20% against Omicron. So that's really low. That's not going to do as much as we'd like in stopping infection prevention. But if you're recently boosted, that bumps you back up to something over 60% infection prevention against Omicron. So what it means is we've got those extra 1 million people who rather than waiting until the Omicron outbreak is either well established or even past its peak, we've got a chance to boost them now and get them protected before they become infected or possibly infected. So could that potentially change and keep case numbers lower or does it just mean that uh, there'll be milder infections? And so it's going to be a bit of both. So it will definitely reduce case numbers. It is infection blocking. It's going to be about, we the data suggests, it's about 60% effective at blocking symptomatic infection against Omicron. And then on top of that, it's going to also make those infections that do get through much milder and reduce chances of people ending up in hospital. And that's an advantage as well. Because even though Omicron's got milder infections, just the sheer magnitude of the number of people that gets infected that puts a significant strain on hospital systems. So that's another number that we want to keep low. And those speaking of the numbers, helps with that. Yeah, speaking of the numbers, Dion, is the modelling accurate? I mean, initial reports were saying 80,000 cases by Waitangi weekend, which is a couple of days away, and we're still in the low 100s for cases. Yeah, so that modelling that suggested, well, sorry, there's some details around that 80,000 number. So that was 80,000 infections as opposed to cases. The number of cases that you'd know about, your confirmed cases would be much lower I'd also um, question the modelling that was behind that. That was some international modelling that possibly was unaware of some of the situation in New Zealand. But still, we are in a situation where, and even my predictions around very rough ballpark predictions around where we might be sitting. So I would have guessed, based on last weekend, that we'd be sitting around 200 cases a day. Yesterday, we're sitting at 140 cases a day yesterday. So New Zealand is doing better than we'd expect given international experience and looking at comparisons particularly looking at the experience of Australian states. Where so we, not, we, we may not be hit as hard as Australia and other countries. This may be a bit of a softer landing for us. And there's a chance of that. A lot of this will come down to are people going to go out and get their boosters as quickly as possible. If we can get people boosted before numbers get high, that's a big help with that. Mm. It's also possible that part of the reason we've got low growth at the moment is because we managed to find this outbreak relatively early on and because it was a single introduction. So our MIQ was still stopping having multiple infection trees spreading at once. And what that does is it means our contact tracers were actually able to, to try and track down as many infections as possible and get people isolating and getting tested and doing all the right things as quickly as possible. Yeah. And while we've still got these relatively low case numbers, we haven't completely exceeded that contact tracing capacity yet.
once that gets up into the thousands of cases per day, we can't be relying on, on official contact tracing to be doing that same amount of slowing down growth in case numbers. That's where people need to be phoning forward themselves. So if they learn that they've been exposed or that they're a potential infection, they're going out and, and phoning the people they've been in contact with over the last couple of days and saying, hey, I might be infected, I was in touch with you, you should isolate now, get a test now. Yeah, taking, so, taking some responsibility. Dion, thank you very much for being with us. Dr Dion O'Neill, University of Auckland modeler.